Welcome to the Akashic Reading Podcast, presented by AkashicReading.com, the place where you can learn to access your soul's wisdom, or at least stop digging the hole any deeper. I'm your host, Terry Uktana, and today we're going to sort through how to walk your spiritual path during the current pandemic. The Golden Rule states, Do not treat others in ways that you would not like to be treated. There's a fire hose of information and misinformation out there in the world right now. I just wanted to reiterate the facts here as well as clarify things which are making the rounds of the spiritual community. I've set this up as a frequently asked questions episode and links to the videos and websites I'm going to mention will be in the podcast description. So question one, is this all political, overhyped, or an overreaction? No. Ezra Klein's article, Why We're Not Overreacting, which came out yesterday, March 20th, 2020, makes it very clear what the U.S., Europe, Canada, and many other countries are already facing. This isn't something which might or might not happen. This is the point where the tsunami is already coming, and we have a choice to get as high up as we can or suffer the multiple stories of water washing over us. Question two, what is actually happening? Well, a virus which has never existed before has come into existence. This is actually a pretty common thing. It's been happening for centuries before humans ever walked upright, and will keep going long after we're gone. This one just happens to really, really, really thrive on and in humans. Not specific humans, not one kind, not any particular type, basically any human who has lungs. As Michael Crichton wrote, because the history of evolution is that life escapes all barriers. Life breaks free. Life expands to new territories, painfully, perhaps even dangerously. But life finds a way. So as the planet changes, life evolves. Currently, it's evolved in a niche we have created, us. Question three. Okay, so what? Well, because it's never existed before, our bodies don't know what it is. So they all respond with, oh, hi, nice to meet you, come on in. We don't respond to it as if it's bad. Not until it's proven to be a bad guest. Not until it's eaten everything in the refrigerator, left all the toilets clogged, has stolen our car, dug random holes in the yard, left burn marks in the carpet, and is stealing from the kids' college fund. In virus terms, it means, unlike things we already have experience of, it takes up to 14 days or so for our bodies to start trying to kick it out. Hence, no symptoms. The symptoms don't come from the virus, they come from us trying to get rid of it. This means people are actually sick without knowing they're sick. Also, People don't know whether their immune system will be strong against it or weak or somewhere in between. Neither does their immune systems, to be honest. Again, this is completely new and we're the pioneers as far as human-virus relations and this is first contact. So there's no way to predict what specifically will happen when someone gets it. What we do know is how it spreads. People interacting with people and objects. 
Mark Rober worked with a school classroom to demonstrate what happens when you don't wash your hands, how far things spread from just one handshake, how much face touching we do even when we're not trying to, and how much we spread stuff to surfaces in each other through regular activities. His video is colorful and fun to watch. And there's blacklight. What else do you have to do right now? Again, the link to his video is in the podcast description. Question four. But if only a small number of people are going to get it, and we build up immunity by getting it, why not just get it over with for everyone? Well, for one, this small number of people being quoted isn't small. But even if it were, each and every one of those people is a person. Condemning people to death with a shrug is not a good look on anyone. Just saying. And for two, we don't have enough of anything to take care of all the people who will get sick. Period. Our hospitals run at about 80% full at any given time. That's for the normal stuff, from surgeries to injuries to babies to the dying and so on. So only 20% is left over. But there are currently thousands needing medical care already. The number is going to go up by another zero here in the next 10 days. We already don't have enough beds, equipment, or staff to handle what we've got. Add to that the fact medical professionals are getting sick from this stuff too. And once they're sick, they can't work. So not enough beds, not enough equipment, not enough doctors and nurses. But the sick just keep coming. This is what is happening in Italy right now as I'm recording this podcast. The only choices they can make at the moment is to treat those they think they can save with what resources they have and ease the passing of the dying. Of all ages. In the 21st century. Ron might be worse. They aren't telling us. They might not know. They may never know. Italy isn't out of the woods yet, and the U.S., Germany, France, Spain, Canada, and others are headed in the same direction. It's not if, but when. And so three, huge amounts of people are losing their jobs because businesses have to close. In the U.S., the president asked all the states to hold their unemployment numbers, meaning to not report them, so we the public don't panic because the numbers of people laid off are not recession numbers, but depression-sized. Economically, things are going to crash like the stock market. They already are. Again, this tsunami is already underway. We should be planning for the reconstruction, which will be necessary afterwards, and make sure we and everyone around us makes it to high ground. And four, you know, shortages. Most affected countries grow enough food, we won't have food shortages. But anything which is manufactured and shipped on the global market is going to quickly become scarce. Think electronics from China, toothpaste from Mexico, steel out of Canada, and so on. It's going to be a while before things start trading in quantity again. Question 5. So what can we do? Jessica Kelgren-Fazard has put out an excellent video debunking a bunch of misinformation out there and also explaining exactly what you should do. But we've all heard it a million times and we'll hear it a million more. 
Wash your hands thoroughly for 20 seconds. Don't touch your face. Don't touch anyone else's face either. Social distancing. Don't breathe, spit on, or touch other people unless you have to. And if you do, wash your hands right after. And disinfect any and all commonly touched surfaces, like your phone, your steering wheel, the light switches, your phone. And above all, be kind. This is a moment when each of us has the ability to show, not tell, who we really are to ourselves, our community, and the universe. It helps to remember there are large numbers of people being laid off who have never and will never be able to achieve a savings account of any kind. Their unemployment will not cover their bare necessities, and they don't have the skills or resources to build a new career out of thin air. There are two-parent households where both parents work and yet there's still not enough money to buy food. Parents are going without right now so their kids can eat, doing all they can, and it still isn't enough. There are people forced, due to social distancing, stay-at-home orders, and quarantines, to be in close quarters with a domestic abuser. Stress makes these situations more volatile and there's literally nowhere for them to go. Some people are losing their housing, and with everything locked down, there's nothing open to move into. Entrepreneurs can't continue to pay workers when their businesses are closed, even when their heart breaks, and they try to find any possible glimmer of hope. Please be kind, not only in your deeds, but in your words. Talking as if your experience of this is common or the only one can hurt others, make them feel less than, wrong, unseen, and more isolated. No one race, bloodline, genetic makeup, culture, or type is more or less susceptible to this virus than any other. If you have lungs, you're susceptible. If you're human, you're part of this. And we're all human. Let's be good to each other. To quote a friend of mine, when you say, I don't have an underlying condition, so I'm not worried about it, those of us with underlying conditions can hear you. Question six. Was this foretold? Yep. Over and over again. All cultures have warnings concerning plagues and what we would consider pandemics. And with good reason. We've had more than a few in recorded history. In Western culture, the biggie is the Black Plague. However, we have a far more recent example, the Spanish flu epidemic of 1918. If you want to remember what all that is about, I really suggest going to Wikipedia. They've got the details. Since then, books, movies, and TV have been full of this stuff. From Michael Crichton's The Andromeda Strain back in 1969 to Max Brooks' World War Z, which is actually a good book and nothing like the loose movie adaptation they made of it. There's the TV series The Last Ship, which is pretty much this exact scenario. In fact, Pandemic is its own subgenre of horror and sci-fi entertainment. Interesting note, zombies weren't really a trope in media until the Spanish flu. Nowadays, you could make a drinking game just trying to name all the movies about them. 
There's even a TV series where a zombie is a detective slash forensic scientist called iZombie. So, did we know? Yes, we did. This is in large part why all the medical professionals, experts, and scientists are so pissed. We knew this was coming. We had the time to prepare for it. We didn't. And innocent people are dying. Question 7. But is there some hidden, secret, super special way a spiritual person can avoid it? Well, if there is... If someone has actually found a means of preventing this virus from infecting a human, or a means to keep it from harming them once they have it, please, please, please contact the CDC at www.cdc.gov or the World Health Organization, www.who.int. People are dying, and anything we can do to prevent that or at least slow things down is crucial in this moment. I've looked in the Akashics and have yet to find any such thing other than a vaccine. We haven't yet evolved either biologically or technologically enough for anything else. The vaccine is in development, but we're living in linear time, and it'll take another 18 months before it can be made in big enough quantities to get out to the public. There are many, many ways to help boost your immune system, including acupressure, homeopathy, vitamins, lowering your stress levels, regular exercise, mantras, mudras, and vibrational numbers. If any or all of these support you and your loved ones in keeping healthy, by all means do them. However, be kind. Not everyone can do these things. They aren't effective universally, And they are neither a prevention nor a cure for this virus. Question 8. So what does it all mean? Well, at the macro level, it's a great reminder we're not the reason for the universe or even the center of it. We are a part of a much greater system which is teeming with life. We are a part and not the biggest or most important part of the web of life. We're going to get through this, but we're going to be humbled in the process. Also, while all of us as souls knew pandemic was a possibility, there was no way to foretell when it would happen, specifically how it would happen, or how any individual, group, country, or government would respond to it. Like with a NASA mission which has something go wrong, we have plans, but we still have to react to the situation at hand in the moment. It won't wait for us or hold off until it's a better time. As the future isn't set, everyone has free will, and all of those free will decisions, previous and current, are interacting with each and every one of us in each moment, there's no way to know what this all means. This is a brand new tapestry we are all in the process of weaving, which means the life plans for each and every soul on this planet are being changed and updated on the fly right now. Things are transforming. We and everything we've known will be different after this. New opportunities will arise, new structures will come into being, and we will be better, more, and wiser. But until that happens, please be kind. 
And that's all the time we have this week. If you're interested in knowing more, check out my website, akashicreading.com. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please consider supporting it by subscribing on Patreon. You can sign up for my Akashic Book Club, where we read books on all aspects of the Akashics, see all my other offerings, and get regular updates about what I'm working on at patreon.com slash Thanks. Bye.